I don't have a relationship with my biological mother. Um, I could if I wanted to. Um, I just don't. I don't regard it, her in the capacity of like a, a parental um, figure. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the first official episode of Relationship Renegade. Mia, say hello to the people. Hello, I'm so excited that this is the first episode. I can't believe it's actually here. Yeah, well, I'm, I believe it and I'm glad I've been waiting for it. <laughs> um, you know, we've been counting down. Um, you and I, we've been, you know, behind the scenes talking a lot about this mm-hmm. and not just over the last few weeks but months it seems maybe even years in some shape or form yeah you know and then for those of you who made it here today i want to thank you for honoring mm-hmm. us with your presence and allowing us to be in your ear in your car in your house wherever it is you're listening to this right now thank you um we've uh asked a lot of you in this transition and at times at times it might have been a little um confusing with all the messages but you're here and we just want to say thank you if any of your friends and your people didn't make it on over reach back and go get them all right we're not trying to leave anyone behind Mm -hmm. um let them know how you got here uh send the link send them an email send them a screenshot help if anyone's missing if everyone's here great all right but this is the official relaunch not even relaunch launch actually relationship renegade where we're all about shaking things up clearing up some crazy ideas about relationships and making it clear that a relationship is not just a marriage it's not just a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a partner. We are all in relationships, and all of those relationships have similar dynamics, but also some very unique and distinct qualities. And so no matter what your situation is, you're in the right place. The idea behind today's episode, okay, you guys have heard this, this lady, Mia T. <laughs> like, who is she? Why, why should we listen to her, Jameson? We know you, and we know your wife. Yes, if you like me, you like my wife, then you'll love Mia. Yeah. But I don't want to just tell you that. We're going to prove it to you. Okay, we're going to have a chat. Mia's going to tell us a little bit about her. And uh, as you get to know her, you'll understand why she's here on this podcast with me. All right, so Mia, mm-hmm. name is spelled M I A. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no? It is spelled. MIA, notorious MIA. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So we're friends, colleagues, um, been hanging for a while. And to help people understand why or how it makes sense for you to be on here, we're going to go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who are listening to this podcast, they know, they know a lot about me and her dean and just our story, but they don't know a ton about you. Okay. And so as much as you're comfortable sharing, um, 
tell us, tell us who you are. Um, we know a little bit about you from the previous episode that we did after the love is gone. Mm -hmm. So if, to our listeners, if you don't know that episode, we're not going to tell that story today. <laughs> you want to go back and listen to that one. That will give you some more background. It's a good but, one. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. <laughs> that is still ranking pretty high, by the way. Oh, that's, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it still is. As, as of this recording, it's still ranking pretty high. Good. So where you come from, Mia? What you up to? Um, all right. Well, I am 32 years old. I am, um, well, I, I don't even know where to start. Where does one start? Well, I'll um, tell you this. We know, we know, based on, on the previous episode, yeah. We know your relationship status, not even episode, that last one, that recording that we did. Mm -hmm. We know in the past episode, you talked about living with your, is it your parents? Um, my mom's living with me right now. Okay. Oh, get it right. Her mom is living with her. Yes. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but that's what she said. <laughs> um, so I guess tell us about your parents then. Okay. My parents are phenomenal people. Um, they're phenomenal separately, individually, and phenomenal together in their marriage and a partnership. And I feel very fortunate to have such a, a loving family. Um, mm, okay. I guess that's a really great way to start. Um, my family is very close. I have um, a younger sister. She's not that much younger. Um, she's 30. Mm. Um, so we're a year and a half apart. Very close. Um, but yeah, my, my dad is a social worker. He is a, um, a professor at a university he has his doctorate in social work. And my mom is, um, she is an administrator for, uh, the, for the school system. So she's a, she's been a principal. Uh, I think currently she's an assistant principal. And then my sister lives in New York and she, um, has her master's in public health. So, and okay. I think she's working, um, for, she's working um, with a, the library and, and helping promote early literacy for children. So, nice. yeah, so I'm from a family of helpers. Yeah, that's um, what I'm seeing. Yeah, family of helpers, which is a, a really beautiful thing. Um, and I am... So a little bit about me is I am adopted. So I am Mexican and, um, well, biologically I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican, but, um, um, but I am, I was raised Mexican and, uh, Italian. So my mom's side is Italian. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So big families, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very, I feel very fortunate to have such a, to have grown up to have a really big, robust family. <laughs> um, do you speak, and, do you speak Italian or Spanish? Oh, no, I do not. <laughs> no, I wish I did. I wish I did. I hope, I hope, you know what? I hope that's a topic in one of our relationship renegades. Um, well, we'll make it Converse, one. conversations about that. No, I, I don't speak um, Spanish. My family is Tex-Mex. Um, Tex-Mex. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this. First time you and I met, 
and mm -hmm. I saw your last name, Terrazas. Mm -hmm. I might have said something in Spanish, you know, and you're like, yeah, I don't speak Spanish. I Probably said, looked at you with the deer in headlights. Like, like what, <laughs> what kind of person with the name Terrazas don't know habla espanol? Yes. And then there was that stint uh, that we had of me trying to learn Creole and French. Yeah, not Spanish or Italian, but no. Creole and French, right? Yes. <laughs> and then we became fast friends so go figure yeah imagine that yeah. <laughs> um but for me uh what i do i um i do school social work for a school district and i'm also a marriage and family therapist a social worker i i really specialize in play therapy with with little guys um which is really really fun and fascinating work um so yeah that's a that's a little tiny tiny bit of like a background i am single i'm navigating the world as a single lady um mm -hmm. which presents some really interesting challenges and experiences that i can't wait to share with all of you um uh especially dating right now so that's exactly that's exactly where I was gonna go because uh -huh. <laughs> I saw a commercial maybe a couple of weeks ago uh -huh. about dating during COVID. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like, I don't. It, it's scary it's and fascinating and crazy and, and weird and weird. And I'm yeah. just and I'm grateful that I don't have to go through it. Mm. And then. <laughs> on some levels, I wonder what it would have been like. Well, I'll let you in on it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let all of you in on this experience, oh, um, which in itself, I'm sure, is going to be comical and like, what the heck, mm -hmm. um, at the same time. So I'm so happy to add this component to um, the podcast, uh, just being you know, single and navigating the world. Um, and also I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican and Italian and my family and also being a, a helper in a helper profession. Um, and getting to work with so many incredible people through my, through life work. So I'm sure stories and things will come up with the topics we talk about. So I, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me just kind of, being a little nosy, if I may. Sure. Um, don't worry. It's just you and I talking. Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is Relationship Renegade. Now, I, like, I'm struggling to recall anyone else that I know who might have been adopted. Okay. And I wonder what that relationship is like um just kind of following the theme of the show mm -hmm. i mean people have their assumptions and opinions and mm -hmm. there's, there's there's a crap you see on tv of course yeah but what is it what has it been what is it like for you mm -hmm. and your family dynamics um well no i don't think you're being nosy and and you know what part of the reason why i wanted to jump on to this podcast was because um there are a lot of misconceptions and things out there in the world. And um, I think that both of us add a unique perspective to 
things and concepts that are, are happening throughout everybody's life in relationships and adoption is one of them. And I will, I don't have any problem being transparent at all. I think there's a lot to learn, a lot to learn when people share their experience um, and an awareness as well. So I will share, yeah, I was adopted um, and, and everyone's adoption story is very, is different. Mm. Um, mine, I feel like was very clean. Um, and in some ways, so I was adopted within my family unit. So there was, um, a family member that, um, can, that was pregnant with me and another family member, my, my current dad and mom, um, that adopted me. So, um, it was within the family unit, which I don't think a lot of people talk about that, but I do think a lot of people have that happen or in some capacity, whether that's um, someone is having difficult within the family unit of taking care of a child. And mm-hmm. then you have a grandparent that starts to take care of them, or um, maybe they're not considered adopted. Um but it has maybe a similar kind of relationship or they are, you know, officially adopted. Yeah. You know what we often hear is the kinship yes. uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for me, I was adopted. I, um, from the minute I was born, my parents, um, I'm going to call them my parents because I don't like necessarily making the designation of biological or you know adopted parents well that's fine that's fine you just make sure you let us know when you're talking yeah who's who because <laughs> i can already and here's why and i think it's important because they are my parents and i don't i feel like that would be extremely disrespectful to say that they're not or to not regard them as my parents. So I agree 100%. So bear with me. I'm going to try to explain it to you all. Um, but when I, when I'm talking about my parents, I'm talking about um, for the sake of this conversation to keep it clean is the, uh, you know, the, the adoptive parents, but they are my parents okay. unless I specify biological um, that they're different. So, um, anyway, so I was adopted, um, straight off the bat. I was born. My parents, um, were there at the hospital when I was born. Um, and I got to go home after I was born from the hospital to, um, my parents. So that is all that I have ever known. And that's, you know, so I don't think about, it doesn't really seem to me, um, like I was adopted. It just seems like, you know, I had a surrogate mother, um, someone that just carried me. (laughs) Um, I don't have a relationship with my biological mother. Um, I could if I wanted to. Um, I just don't. I don't regard her in the capacity of like a a parental um, figure. Is there a relationship in any capacity? Um. She lives out of state, so um, there really really hasn't been much opportunity for it. And I think, you know, what my family did really well was kind of 
letting us take the lead on what we want, how we want that relationship to look, um, which I think is, is really important. I think some people don't get that opportunity, but for me, um, you know, if I wanted to have a conversation or I wanted to have a relationship with, um, a biological mother, then I could, um, it's just a personal choice to not, um, at least in that capacity. Okay. And that's your dad's family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's how I grew up. I grew up with my two loving parents and then a year and a half later got blessed with my younger sister. Um, oh, you're I, the first one. You're the first child. I am. And that's a whole nother thing. I was the first, I was the first grandkid on my mom's side. And then I was the first girl, uh, grandchild on my dad's side. So. Oh. Oh, okay. And how long I, were you, how long were your parents? together before um my parents they actually weren't they weren't they weren't well they weren't married (laughs) okay okay they weren't married they were together but they were not married so I think that was pretty incredible that they were like okay let's you know let's we have the emotional capacity at 23 to adopt a child wow whoa whoa at 23 23 oh my goodness yeah I mean I think I think about it what the heck was I doing at 23? Listen, me, I can tell you when I was 23, I think I was focusing on some rims for my car. I think that's all I was trying to do. Can you even imagine, like, think about where you, like, I don't even know what I was doing at 23. 23, wait a minute, 23. Mm -hmm. I don't, I barely can remember 23, but I know in my early 20s, I was a mess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they had the emotional intelligence to, you know, put another being <laughs> before them, but wow. they did. And wow. I'm so grateful for it, um, obviously. And they both went through graduate school with a little kid and they did get married. I was at their wedding. Um, so it's great because that's how I always remember their anniversaries because I was born June 21st and then my parents' anniversary is August 5th. So I never forget what year they're at because it's oh, my okay. age. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I always knew that I was adopted. So that, you know, that's something that maybe some people learn later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it, they, my parents did a great job of integrating, you know, my birth story into, or normalizing it for me. Um, so I always knew that I was adopted. I don't think I really knew what that meant, but, um, you know, I never really paid much attention to it because I had everything I needed, um, and wanted, um, uh, within my family system. So I never felt lacking or anything um yeah um the I will share that the one time that I really um it kind of hit me that I was adopted if you will was um I can remember it I was in I don't remember what grade I was in but I was in high school maybe a junior in high school and I was in a science class I might have been younger Mm. um and they were talking about DNA Ooh. Yeah, 
and talking i think they asked one of the assignments was asking you know your parents like what color eyes you have or you know all of that kind of stuff um that seems really innocent when you're talking about biology so i was in a biology class Mm -hmm. um but you know what it really struck a chord for me and it made me a little uncomfortable i wouldn't maybe on a tinge of sad because here i am and, and i didn't know those things and it wasn't like I couldn't find them out. It was just, it just kind of hit me on that day. Like, I actually don't know where this comes from or where that comes from or what, where, you know, you know, my, my eye shape comes from. And when I was thinking about like identity and things like that, that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, my parents are so great and I, I brought this to them and they, they had a very eloquent way of saying things. And I don't know how they come up with these ways of saying things, um, throughout my life, but they have, and you know, my parents are always like, well, asking me, kind of letting me take the lead on, on how much information I want to know or what they know. Um, so it was always a very open and loving conversation. Sounds like it was also age and time appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. My parents are very good about that. Um, so then I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit. Um, and you know, with that, of course there's that, that, that theme will come up a lot sometimes throughout, throughout my life. Um, and with the emergence of social media and, and things like that. Um, I had, I, I am one of eight, by the way, of, in, in my biological, um, birth order. Okay. <laughs> so I'm one of eight. So, um, as social media was, was getting bigger and stuff, I had some of my biological siblings reach out to me wanting to have a relationship. Um, and so, you know, I won't get too into that because that can be a whole nother uh, episode. But I will say, you know, that that's a hard one. And um, at least it was for me. And um, kind of solidifying like where, what I, what do I want? What do I see? How do I see a family unit? How do I, um, how do I want to move forward with that? So, um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit, a little teeny tiny bit about me. Um, yeah. And I would I would happily go into more detail um, about adoption or my specific adoption um, if there's anything that you guys want to hear. Um, I'd be well, happy to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Well, well, you know, so the. When we talk about all these webs of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a relationship with your parents, of course. And then there's the relationship as it stands or in whatever, uh, whatever the dynamic is with your, with your birth mom. Mm -hmm. But we don't automatically think about the relationship with the siblings. Mm -hmm. You know, and even as you were briefly mentioning it and and you know i won't push it but 
I, I said, oh, wow. Because here's the thing, right? So social media kind of created this additional dynamic. Yeah. You know, and you're talking about experiencing it with siblings. I experienced that with like cousins and mm -hmm. perhaps high school classmates. Right. And there are just some people I don't want to find me. Yeah. And then there are other people I would like to find myself, mm -hmm. you know, who I may be looking for. And, you know, just hearing you talk about that in, in that capacity, you know, mm -hmm. when people find you, mm -hmm. what's your obligation then? Right. Exactly. And, and sometimes I, I mean, you don't even really know sometimes until it, until it's right in front of your face, like what position you're going to have. And um, for me, you know, it was like so out of sight, out of mind, like that just wasn't, I didn't think of any other person as like a sibling other than my sister. Right. So when I had somebody or, you know, a couple of somebody's that reached out to me and, and was wanted to have a relationship, um, there's a lot of things that go, went on for me. Um, one is, is that, um, I'll share was my current relationship with my sister mm -hmm. and that dynamic and respecting that dynamic. And, you know, what does it mean not only for me, but for her, um, if I were just to call another human being, a sister or a brother and, um, that's big. Yeah. Cause you know, these titles we give people, they hold weight. And, um, or they can hold some, some serious weight. So mm -hmm. there were some things that, um, I had to figure out, you know, and truthfully, I let it sit for a minute. I didn't immediately respond. It was something I wanted to kind of chew on and see, um, was that something that I wanted to explore? Was, was there something that, uh, I wanted to take on and, um, I think that I, and at the time I didn't tell either parent kind of what, what had happened because I wanted to be sure of my decision first, Okay. which, which I wanted to kind of emotionally figure that out before I <laughs> brought up an emotional topic to other people. Roughly how old were you at that time? Ooh, good question. I was in my twenties. Okay. Yeah. Still that's. That's young. That's 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 a complicated stage. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think just navigating that, and you know, like we talked about, um, one of the things in relationship renegades in this podcast that we're talking about is, um, the relationship with the self, and I think that is one of the things that I took a lot into account when I was making a decision to either continue to communicate or not. Mm -hmm. um, and it's still, you know, it still comes up. I still, you know, there's still, a, it's so weird to me to see, um, to see them on social media and like literally see how similar I look to them. That is the craziest thing to me. Wow. Yeah, it's so strange to to see someone that looks like very, you know, if you picked us out in a crowd, you'd be like, oh, no, the, they're definitely related. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet 
there's still that uh, uh, disconnect or that, yeah. that yeah, it's yeah. not quite there. Right. Um, so I don't know how that will look, you know, moving forward in my life. I, I know some of the siblings have reached out to each other. They have relationships with one another. Um, and I do have to say, like, you know, of the biological siblings, they're all extremely respectful of where each other is in their journey. Um, okay. so, so, so it sounds like it's a Mia thing then. Um, yeah. It is a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I say that to say it really is. It's always a us thing. Uh-huh. You know, it's always a me thing. Um, I've had similar experiences with cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was brought up that I have a brother and a sister. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's distant cousins and they're over there somewhere, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. But... When you're not raised with the person in your space, right? You know, when that bond isn't there, mm-hmm. which is another thing we'll be getting into in terms of relationships, right? The mm-hmm. bonding mm-hmm. that happens because I, I, I mean, I kind of feel more bonded to other people for different reasons mm-hmm. than some of my own family. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good topic. Yeah. So, you know, people always talk about the family bond. Mm-hmm. Well, what exactly is that? Right. You know, and I've yeah. spoken with people where there's a, the family bond exists because uh, there's, there's pressure and there's obligation. That mm-hmm. bond is not a self-directed thing. It's more of a self-imposed bond. Right. It's a really good point. Yeah, I have obligation. Yeah, and so I, I've, I've, I've experienced some of what you're talking about, not identical, but mm-hmm. I just, it just makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and anyone else listening, I'm sure, you know, especially when you get into blended families and, yeah. you know, remarriages, like those relationships, family relationships, man, it's never as clean and cut as we think it is. It sure isn't. It's very complex sometimes a lot of times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but um i think that's what makes this so great is 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 listening to other people's experiences and like i was saying you know um everyone's adoption story i think is a little bit different mm-hmm. um you know i my adoption story would be very different from somebody that was adopted at age 5 oh yeah you know or was in um you know in somebody else's care, whether Mm. it's a guardian or, you know, the state care. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and I've had a lot of, you know, people ask me about my, my adoption story and I never once felt, you know, uncomfortable talking about it whatsoever. Um, it's just a part of who I am. Um, and I'm thankful for it because I think it gives me some some, some interesting insight um, to families and family systems and even uh, the work that I do as well. Like I can definitely relate to some of the kids or parents that come to me talking about adoption or, um, you know, kids 
that come up and want to know more. I mean, I don't necessarily self-disclose, but I can, I'm definitely empathetic about that and that's mm-hmm. what that process looks like for them. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And you know, it's funny, you, as you talk about your adoption story, mm-hmm. there are people who will hear your story and their comment will be, well, you wasn't really adopted. Right. <laughs> I've got, you know, I've gotten that too. And, um, you know, I think that that's, uh, you, you know, that's one perspective of, or maybe of, of many. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think that I had, a, like I said earlier, a very clean adoption. Right. It's still an adoption. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I, I agree. I'm right there with you. It's oh, yeah. People will uh, make judgments on other people's experiences absolutely and again it's never a you thing it's a it's that it's a us thing it's a me thing it's that person's own mm-hmm. uh issues mm-hmm. yeah know, as, as usual and their take on it too because you know for some people they think of adoption as like uh looking a certain way and mm-hmm. you know i still have adoption papers and i have you know some issues with um identity of what do who do i look like who do i where who do i sound like um mm. i still go into a doctor's office and i don't know some of my medical history wow. um and and for some people like that's a lot to do with their identity of how they view themselves that they don't know a chunk of that um and so i still have some things that you know maybe an adopted human would would experience it just maybe the way that i was adopted is a little bit cleaner than what we see on tv mm-hmm. um but it still has its you know it's it's uh trials um That's but nice. i feel very fortunate that my my story was very clean and it was very loving and um i feel pretty well adjusted <laughs> well, I can vouch for that. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, all right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I would, and so this is one of the reasons why um, I just love this concept of relationship renegade. I love this platform because maybe some of you um, have a, adoption stories and can relate to some of the things that I'm talking about, or maybe you know you didn't think of adoption as, you know, being quite as simple maybe as, um, mine was. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just so thankful to be a part of this and really excited for some of the rich conversations that we're going to have and, um, hearing from all the listeners of maybe their experiences or maybe an awareness that they didn't have before. Um, mm -hmm. I'll add to that. Um, I, I wasn't adopted, but for the early part of my life, um, I was cared for by extended family. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure this happens in many cultures, but there's, there's this, uh, there are these expectations that arise out of having been cared for by someone other than your parents. Mm-hmm. And as you grow into adulthood or young adulthood, then it's almost assumed that you will engage a certain way with these people who cared for you when you were a baby or two or three. Right. 
and you have no sense you have no idea it wasn't your decision you didn't know anything but mm-hmm. that begins to really impact the relationship as well right and and so that that that's a different conversation for a different day but i hear some parallels in that mm-hmm. with what you're saying absolutely um and that's why relationship renegade exists yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because again relationships it's not just someone you date someone you marry it's not just learning how to deal with your boyfriend or your wife mm-hmm. we are constantly constantly trying to figure out how to be in relation with one another in a relationship okay and then maintaining those relationships however that may be right you know or letting them go you know that part that part is challenging mm-hmm. so this uh this journey that we're embarking on I, I i'm excited about it i know we keep saying it um, <laughs> and we'll probably keep continuing to say it but i'm mm-hmm. I, i'm excited about it and Thank i look you. forward to more and more conversations like this so mia when they come back next week mm-hmm. um not sure what our topic is next week but it's gonna be about relationships for sure yes for sure and I say when they come back next week, because the assumption is that you guys are going to join us yeah. regularly. And join our podcast family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got some things, some new things coming down the pipe. We have, uh, in addition to this rebrand, um, the podcast community is, yeah, that's ultimately where we're headed. But again, we've just been through this big shift. Don't worry yourselves. It's not there yet. We'll let you know. Don't worry. We'll let you know when that happens. But um, please leave a comment, leave a review. Um, If you have a similar experience, especially, I know Mia, you've already said this, Mm -hmm. but we'd like to know. We'd like to know because one thing we've learned is that many people have similar experiences and Mm -hmm. other people benefit from each other's stories. Mm -hmm. So find us on social media. I'm at Dr. Jameson Mercier. You guys know that. Um, uh, let me know what you thought. Let me know what you don't like. Let me know if this is stressing you out too much. <laughs> I got some counseling I can give you. No, just kidding. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Unless you're serious, then for sure reach out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this has been fun. Yeah, this will continue to be fun. I know yeah. Any parting words before we sign off? Um, just that I, I know Jameson said it. I'm just so excited to be here and on this platform and getting to know about this community and to grow this community and to just um, continue to be a relationship renegade on oh, a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. When it's good, it's good. I like that. Continue to be a relationship. Renegade. I almost want to say right on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Go on, then. Say it. Yeah, right on, people. Come on. Right on. (laughs) Anyways, guys, we look forward to having you back here. All right. Thank you for joining us. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. See you soon.